You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome, everyone, to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Dylan and Jimmy. We are all very exhausted right now, or at least I am, and it looks like uh, Dylan is. So we're going to try to crank out a quick one here, but uh, before we get into any news... Okay, Tobias, um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best choice of words you could have had, huh? What? Well, we're cranking out a quick one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um... (laughs) Wow, nothing. Okay. You can, you can, you can. No, man. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm running on no sleep right now. Man, so how I'm dare like, you not? I just, I just wanted to wow. get to this point. I'm trying to make here, and yes, yeah. Go ahead. Again, we have to talk about this shit because I don't want to be like, oh, oh, this again. I don't want to talk about this again, and it fucking sucks. It, I hate coming onto the podcast. It's like, oh, we gotta talk about something racist that happened in the sport again. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're all three white males, but like, we got it. We got to do this, man, because no, just think of the people of color that got to deal with this all the time. Like we've seen the incidents happen on the ice. Those are the things we just see. We don't even see the stuff or hear about the stuff off the ice. It sucks. We, yeah. we have to get uncomfortable. Just like the black girl hockey club pledges. We got it. We got to have this discussion and and this is certainly is not going to be the last time this this is going to happen because, like, everywhere in hockey, whether it's in the ECHL or <clears throat> in the NHL, like, it happens or even in the junior leagues. And it's just – it sucks because there's no precedent. There hasn't been a precedent set setted by the NHL. I feel like if the NHL says something, takes a stand, which they never will, let's be honest – yeah. Like it will trickle down to these these minor leagues like the AHL, the ECHL and the junior leagues, but it just it's it's so hard to see that happening right now because yeah. players And not are... just say something but actually do something. You know, we saw them say something in the uh, bubble back in 2020. You know, the little uh, this little circle that ended racism, that little thing. Oh like, yeah, let's we're... hold hands in a circle. Yeah. That'll 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 show them those yeah. racists. But, and nothing since then they've ever done has been like the fact that wasn't anything at all. Let's be honest, but they haven't even like pretended to try to do anything. They haven't even like similar since then. They haven't even like promoted the HDA 
like partnership with the Budweiser where they did mm-hmm. like get them comfortable tape. This shit is happening as soon as Willie O'Ree got his number retired, which by the way took forever. Oh, like the NHL is the just timing. the NHL is just so slow, so behind on this. And if they ever get their head out of their asses and finally decide to take a stand, they always say hockey is for everyone. Like, okay, you can say that, but well, words you know, versus deeds. Actions speak louder than your words yep, at this point. Exactly. That's exactly yep. where I wanted to go, and they haven't showed that yet. And Thank- uh I don't mean to say, cut you off, but like oh, when, okay. when the Jacks, whatever the Jacksonville Hockey Club is that had the Jordan Subban incident occur with, I'm pretty sure. The fact yeah. that they had to like write three separate apologies, all of which were not good Shit. and just half-assed and more or less trying to like save face with sponsors. Like, oh, we all know where their priorities are at. It's, oh, it's just so long. we offended any sponsor, or well, I forget how the word, but it's just like, sorry about like this does not reflect their sponsors so blah 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 blah, blah. something to that effect like i don't care they it's don't so obvious too, dude. it's so half-assed i just oh god they, they're like the only right, person well, those are oh no go ahead go ahead uh, they're just saying oh well, well, well if we apologize it's a blow over in a week which as stupid as it is that's what's happened with almost every other story this year yeah so they're not like, wrong for that's why you have all. to keep talking about stuff like Kyle Beach. You have to keep talking about stuff that shortens two minutes. You have to, if stuff happened in the past that you know is acceptable at the time, it's not acceptable now. It never should have been. Sorry, yeah, like you have to hold yourself accountable for what your actions were in the past. And you know, in, in, in the past, it's not even the past, it's literally the, like two days ago. So, oh, that, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm on It's everything. Shaw thing. It's everything. No. It's everything. The Jacob Panetta thing, yeah, this is recent. It, it's it's incredible that there is this much defense for it. Um, I we Maybe we'll get into the Shaw part of it. I almost feel like it's just. just no, sorry. It's more I don't hot air with Andrew Shaw any yeah. like, headlines. No, or fuck whatever. that guy. I don't, I don't want to talk fuck about that guy. It. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. If you want to, go ahead. But I'm, I just, no. But it's. I don't know what I can really add to it besides saying that this is, it's just more of the same bullshit. Um, it, 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 it's just another example of the sports behind. Um, and uh, like you said, all we can really do is talk about it. You know, even our small little rinky dinky podcast. We got to put your voice the out there. Everyone's got to, everyone's got to talk, man. Everyone's got to talk. Everyone's got their voice. And it's not know. enough to be not racist. You got to be anti-racist and you got to be an ally. That's the, there's a great, thing. like I believe people that. of color, people of color can't keep doing this on their own. We need to help them. And like, we always see these things where it's like, they ask maybe black athletes like, Oh, what do you think about uh, the, these words that were used against you? Like, where, like, why are we asking white hockey players about this like how come you're not defending your like you're like what do you think about this? you know like it just everyone needs well, exactly, to yeah. everyone needs well, to do better journalists need to be asking this like players need to start like again like we're like words who's gonna stand nice up man. All, who's gonna gotta, stand like, up you gotta stand up where's yeah where's Sidney crosby saying oh i stand with uh jordan suban for what he went through like thankfully jordan suban has a brother like pk suban who has this huge platform and can promote really what he's saying whereas someone like Baku, oh, I, I feel so bad that I don't know how to say his name, Baku Imama. I think that's how you say his name. The, the guy who experienced uh, a racial slur from Brandon Mang the first time, and I can't even remember the second guy at this time. Not that it mm. fucking matters anyway, because he doesn't deserve to be like his name yeah, being called out yeah. or any of that. Yeah, it ju- it just sucks. Him with the asterisks. Because these these players, these black athletes, are having to answer for themselves whether there's when there's no backup from their white teammates or anything like i stand with this yeah. player 
it's just oh it, it frustrates me so much because I, I've I've like I've been kind of reading into the what is it the Jacob Panetta thing again I don't give a shit about the name like people are don't saying worry about it, man. people are people are saying like oh that wasn't a racist gesture and even if you don't think it was like it's about intent versus impact that's such a huge sway I think your mic is off <laughs> I just like look over and I see him talking I'm like oh I think it's off but the biggest thing is intent versus impact like right maybe we should stop doing these gestures where it's like okay maybe someone like took it the wrong way like why it's a stupid thing to do in the first place it's a stupid fucking thing to do in the first place you should be smart enough to know what it comes across as you know and it's not to say that okay well i guess violet's uh, part of the podcast today but uh, stevie made her uh appearance earlier yep yeah we got the we got the guests in today but um yeah it I don't know what else I can really say about it besides it's it's more it's more of the same shit, man. It's more of the same shit, and we see, and I won't get into them anymore. But um, and like I'm just seeing, this, but we're seeing how quick people are to defend Jacob Panetta. Yeah, you know, I'm, they, just, I'm just hockey fans these... are so like they're they're so bothered by like the the empathy doesn't go right towards oh what did what do you think this player might have gone through by experiencing this right like simple thing oh we got to said it goes right towards this player who like yeah it's more towards oh well maybe you know it wasn't that bad you know like it's the focus is right towards uh it's 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 there's always got to be a devil devil's advocate for like fucking michael tracos comes out with an article like okay maybe oh Mm, um yeah didn't mean it by the gesture and hell maybe he didn't but like again tone deaf versus impact like it's it's just oh it's a no and it's a tone deaf article in the first place i'm sorry for a guy that we've seen before a man that compared to vander kane to josh jose um yeah i don't think that there's uh much explaining to do there yeah again just don't be a fucking ass like i saw people like talking about this and then they get racist dms like racist DMs mm. with like horrible racial slurs and stuff and it's just like okay even if nothing like he didn't mean to do that and it wasn't racist you're still showing who you are by going to tell someone and call them a racial slur <laughs> and get mad at them like we all know where your head is at and you're not going to change so yeah. clearly it's, racist, like, it's a racist culture there's no way around it yeah and it's not going to change until uh not going to change until the players want to do something about it I mean, you stop league, asking why league. this problem's happening, and you just start asking how can you fix the problem, and that's the Thank biggest you. problem with the NHL right now. That's the point I was trying to make before my mic had an issue. It's just <laughs> like oh, good words, man. No, it, 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 there needs to stop being a reactionary thing of people just being, or you know, like Pierce said, reporters coming up and saying, "Oh, like, what are your thoughts on what just happened?" It should be what, like, how, what can we do as a league? How are you gonna better help ourselves? make this? this sport and leave better for people that are of of color or different sexuality like what are you going to do to help that because we if this happened in the nba lebron james oh, would be there yeah. right away defending whoever it happened to and like other easily, big stars easily. in the nhl we we just don't have the league, that would, the league would easily make a statement this would so, be this would be news man. because with this is going back to all the kyle beach stuff this is going back to past races act this league is so status quo no one wants to stand up and get out of line and that doesn't include players like that includes some reporters too like uh, thank god for reporters like rick westhead and katie strang 
that like are constantly on these stories well a lot of the mainstream journalists are kind of like oh yeah trades and stuff which is all nice it's nice to have that stuff but you also if you're a journalist you gotta also be willing to ask these uncomfortable questions again it goes back to get uncomfortable and if you haven't taken the get uncomfortable pledge on black girl hockey club do it do it right now anyways i don't, I don't know if we have anything more else more to add just like it's again this is not going to be the last time we talk about this i bet you like i hate saying that because i don't want this to happen but like within the month we're going to see something again let's but... be let's be realistic it's going there's going to be more of this there's going to be more conversation need to be had and at a point no, we're always going to have it we're never going to back yeah. down we want to even again we don't have a huge podcast mm. but just amplifying it in any way we can yeah, that goes anyway. We just gotta do voice. our part. Use your voice. Yeah, we all got our voice to put it out there. Yeah, oh, I was just say, at the end of the day, just we need to be better. Simple as that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a note we descended on. We need to be better. And that's not just you as it's not you as a person, it's not us as people, it's the whole fan base sure, yeah. of hockey and the whole sport. We all need to be better. Regardless, like if you're in hockey, regardless, like again, whatever like aspect you are in it like a fan a player reporter like anything like management you gotta we all just gotta be better um call that shit out call it out like that's 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 the biggest problem we're having is that people they're like oh it's not my problem people treat us if it's not their problem i'm sorry if you can do something you see some shit you call it out that's what you silence is agreement and there's too damn much of that in the league there's too much in the fan base it's ingrained in the culture so that's those are my two cents on that Anyways, it, again, it just feels like the NHL is never going to change, but I do want to move on to positive news because I think this is great news. Um, the first being the, the moves the Canucks have made is so awesome because not only are they hiring women, they're hiring women that are just as qualified for the job as any man would be. Um, Emile Castonguay, who was the only, I think, certified NHLPA agent, I think her like clients included Lexi Lafreniere and a lot of uh, young prospects from Quebec, which is so cool. It's so cool that she's seeing that she's getting this role that any young girl could look up to her and say, I could, this could this could be me in the future. We always say this like first but not last. It's it's so awesome to see that. And also Rachel Dory, who I've had so much respect for over the years because she's so like one of the most smartest people in hockey and just the Canucks giving her a chance to work in their analytics department that's going to make them a better team it's as again it's nice to see these new fresh faces and they're not just the old 200 hockey men that are like it's nice to have a fresh set of eyes for a new team and especially a team like vancouver where it just seems like they had the boys club with jim benning he was stuck there forever there's legitimate change yeah. like jim rutherford like they're apparently they're in on jennifer botterill as an assistant another assistant general manager too which is so cool it's so nice yeah to the see good change. botterill yeah um, we saw, I think we already talked about this, but just like even in Montreal as well, Chantal Maccabe, just her being, I forget what part, I think it was like had something to do with the media. Like it makes me look at Chicago. Maybe they could make a move like that. Like it's, it's, it's so cool to see so much more women in hockey and hopefully more people of color and of different sexual orientations. Like, uh, again, we've had that discussion before. It just seems like a lot, a lot hasn't changed regarding like with the stuff like the racism incidents that have happened but there are people that are out there making the change and they're being these trailblazers and they're being people that other people can look up to and say hey i can do that as well so i think even with the bad news there's still good news happening in the nhl and i'm just it's so nice to see that and uh yeah that's 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 really all i had to say about that i don't know if you guys have anything to add to that but 
I, I was just going to say that this is just a big, like, it's nice to see a couple organizations start taking the right steps forward after just kind of either one being in leeway or two, just having off ice decision after off ice decision be poor, poor and poor. I mean, Vancouver specifically, I just feel like every move they've made since firing Travis Green and, you know, Jim Benning has been one that's going to put the team in a better spot going forward. I mean, to have all these different hockey minds that aren't traditional hockey, like like we always talk about, the traditional 50 hockey The 200. This is outside the box. You're getting new minds in there. You're getting new opinions in there. Fresh eyes. Fresh eyes on the product. This is... This is this is this can only be good for the sport because either it works or you find out it doesn't work and we try something new. That's just that's just the way it works. And I'm instead really hoping it works because I love. Hmm? This instead, well, I just said instead of spinning the gears for the millionth fucking time, you know, exactly. If it, no. At least try something new and, and and fail instead of doing the same shit and just middling out as they always have. Yeah, and I and like like Pierce said, I mean the the resumes speak for themselves, honestly. So, I mean, nothing but congrats for them, and I can't wait to see what they do with the Canucks going forward. Yeah. I'm really excited for Dory. I really want to see yeah. what she can do. It's just, it's so, she's so fucking it's so crazy to me. Who's she going to trade for from the Devils? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, Damon Severson is going right over there, man. <laughs> it's so crazy looking at the resumes men need to get in hockey. It's either you are part of the team that won 30 years ago, or you are the son or – you are the sibling of someone, whereas a woman, it's like, oh, you need to have a bachelor's degree, 10 years in something, and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's just, I hope we... we Guys, we just, he's, we he's just... Hockey Man 37's son. He's destined for greatness, you know? Yeah. Come like nepotism. Out. Yeah. But, again, mm-hmm. it's it's so it's so cool to see Emil Castonge, who was, again, I think the only certified uh, NHLPA agent who was a woman, um... Just, just hearing everything everyone said about her, like she's on top, she knows what she's doing, she's on top of everything, she's very organized and professional. Like that, that could only be a good thing for that Canucks front office. And same with Rachel Dory, is just again, just a new, fresh set of eyes, someone who's worked in the NHL before, has a very good standing understanding of analytics, just a different mindset. That's so good for that organization. I only hope the Chicago Blackhawks can do that because those teams have a plan. We've seen Vancouver, Montreal make those kind of moves we we know what where they're headed at they're going to rebuild they're going to acquire young players picks and prospects and i would assume the same of the blackhawks but again we still don't believe really it when i see it where they're at believe right now oh uh, sorry i still believe it when i see it that's all I yeah say. exactly i honestly don't think the hawks are concerned with moving assets at the moment i think it's more like i feel like if like I, this is my pea-headed, pea-brained, outsided opinion, but I feel like they've put most of their focus into finding a new president right now. Because, like, I feel like, you, like we like we talked about a couple times, can't judge Kyle Davidson until the trade deadline. No, We've said that dozens of times. Can't even judge him until the draft, honestly. But um, no, because yeah. well, Jim actually, is such I, a much kind of has to look at like you either know Davidson's the guy going into the draft this year, or you got to get the new GM in there before the draft, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. I feel like once they get a president, we're really going to know the direction. Because, like, right now they don't have a president of hockey ops or anything. So they need to figure that out. And like, it sounds like they want Davidson as the GM, which I mm-hmm. think is good. Like, give him the chance. But I think it'd also be smart to not only have a president of hockey ops just to, like, see what Davidson is doing. But, again, just more mindsets and different views of things. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's also, like, probably not what everyone wants to hear. But they want someone who has a little more experience at the top right now. And that's not to say that, like, Davidson doesn't have experience, but I think they just mean, like, 
kind of like what you said, Pierce. Someone like maybe a Jim culture. Rutherford or Jim yeah, Gordon, or like they've that. been around the game. Because yeah, Jeff Gordon, like, even though he's in his thirties, like he's been in this organization, I think, since 2010, 2011. So he's been in this organization a while, and it's not like he hasn't done anything. Like he's handled the contracts. Like I think it was Kubalik, Strom, which are very good contracts. So. Um, how would we feel about Jim Rutherford as the hockey ops president? Because I'm not so sure. Uh, well, he's in Vancouver, it... so we don't. I don't know oh. if he's gonna leave or come to Chicago. So please don't, please don't. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. I there's just that gut feeling of mine that they're just gonna make Eddie Olchek the president eventually. I'm just kind of waiting for it to happen. So well, I believe uh, didn't Lazarus say they're going outside? I believe they're going outside of the box. They want to go out of the box. So hopefully that's the case. That's at least what you know he's he's talked about. Yes, that is my cat. I don't know. When I my personal opinion when it comes down to like, and this goes for every sport, I think when they go look for a new GM specifically, I mean a coach you kinda can like give like none of us can really give an opinion on what the head coach or the next GM should be for the Hawks, besides that we want them to win, obviously. But um mm-hmm. I really think it's like this it's not our place to say with the GM, like they it, they are like a president that's it comes down to what the owner wants and i mean if they want to go one direction that we don't think is right we just got to see what happens that's kind of where I, I i don't i don't lose too much sleep over who's going to be the gm of the hawks right now because yeah. if anyone who's going to take over the role is going to do exactly what we think they're going to do which is all right we need a first round pick so yeah which yeah well, it should be like their number Please. one priority right now because they i've said how many times they don't have any high-end prospects really besides Lucas Reichel. So if yeah. I was, I was, and a bunch of defensemen that might be good. And by good, that's like they're four, 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 five, six. None of these players besides Reichel will move the needle at the NHL level. Oh. And um, that's just what it comes down to at the end of the day. Like I was kind of like, I if I'm the Blackhawks right now, you have to find a way to get Dominic Kubelik going before the deadline because that's yeah. you know what has been going though, Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom. Yep, and his face-offs are the biggest difference right now. I think I saw something he was since he's since like December. I think he's fifty. He's like over fifty-five percent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredible, and I think he's got like nine in his last fourteen. He's playing with Kane. He's playing like like I was saying last night when I was talking to my buddies. Like he's playing like Dylan Strome in twenty nineteen, which is the best Dylan Strome he can be, and that's the Dylan Strome that everyone thought was going to be the two seed for the longest time. If you want to get trade value, you make sure guys like Strome and Cooper League stay the way they are. Stay keep them hot. Keep them in the top six. You got to keep them in every scoring role possible. Because yeah. as much as we all would like, to, like, because I feel like we all think Mark Andre Fleury can get a big haul, but as we always say, how often him, do goalies get these big hauls at the trade deadline? Like, even when the Blackhawks traded Leonard a couple of years ago, it was only for a second round pick. Like, I, I also think. Well, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I just think. I just think Leonard got less because they tried to trade him so late. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they put threw him on the market Florida. last minute because. I think it was like after that Ranger game a couple years ago when they got smoked, they were just like, all right, now we'll start selling. And it's like, market's kind of set now. It's a little late for that. Sorry. Yeah. I can't even think of the last goalie that's got a first round pick of the trade deadline. The only one I can think about in like recent memory is Ryan Miller. And yeah, yeah that was, a, but that was a long lasting uh, bid for him. For years, it was, you know, he was already going out of there and the Blues finally pulled that plug. I feel that man played into that a little bit more. Whereas Wait. with Flurry. So are we talking like specifically deadline or are we just talking in general? Because I mean, Darcy Kemper did just go for it. Oh, specifically we can, deadline. We can talk in general, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, Darcy I'm Kemper did just get traded for a first, and that was a one-year contract. So, 
I feel like yeah. I feel like if you're gonna make a if you're gonna move a first round pick, I feel like you gotta move it like maybe like a month or a couple weeks before the trade deadline because if you if you if you wait till that last minute, it's like you're not gonna get as much. Because I feel if you if you trade like flurry, it gives them more time to adjust to a team. I don't know if teams think this way, but maybe it gives them more time to adjust, so maybe they'll feel more comfortable to trade for a first round pick. I think another big thing with Flurry is that he's gone from one of the best defensive teams in the NHL, the Vegas, and then to one of the worst in Chicago. So and he's still put up, he's still put up above league league average right now. Yeah, since which is Darren why King's, I think his trade value is about as high as it can be. Yeah, since like Darren King's taken over, like he's closer to a nine thirty save percentage. I don't know how the exact stats in front of me, but they're He's been very good. Like he's the only reason where he, where the, he's the only reason really that the Blackhawks are still kind of someone in it. They're certainly not lost, but I think at this point we, we know what they are. We saw that with the Minnesota (laughs) and Colorado games. The last four straight, I think, uh, I think they're probably past what they have. Any chance (laughs) they had getting in there? But the thing is, they didn't even play bad against. Minnesota and Colorado. It's just, it's just the mm-hmm. thing. Like they're playing well enough is not good enough against teams like Minnesota and Colorado that are so good, and that just shows where this team is at. Like they can be competitive. I think they play Detroit on tomorrow. They could probably win that game. And I wouldn't be surprised. But then they play, they play what Colorado again on Friday or Saturday. They're yeah. like, that's gonna that's gonna be another tough game for them. So we know where they're at kind of going back to the trade talk like Marc-Andre Fleury it's been interesting to kind of look at what teams he would fit on because usually teams that are looking for usually teams that are like like buying at the trade deadline have these good goalies but there's a couple teams that come to mind I think like I saw this Ben on Ben Pope's timeline last night but I saw that Cam Talbot gone injured again I don't know how long he's gonna be out for but Minnesota could potentially be a destination there where you gotta you just if you're Carl Davidson you gotta be creative you look at maybe a team like Pittsburgh where Tristan Jari has been great this year but do you like does but maybe Flurry wants to go back to Pittsburgh and have another run at a cup. Washington, Even as a backup, you know, it's good security gonna, to have there, no question. You're going to love this one. What if he goes to Boston? Okay. Stop it. Stop. Uh, What's the problem in Boston right now? Well, the thing Besides is Swayman, and they don't think Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy is obviously the problem. Bruce Cassidy right? is the reason they're scoring two goals a game and letting up five. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs to go to mm-hmm. Chicago, man. He needs yeah, to go to fire Bruce Cassidy. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Bruins, fan, Bruins fans hate Bruce Cassidy. Fire Bruce Cassidy. No, nah, but I mean, like, there's that's the thing, too. Like, the trade deadline's what? Now, two months at this point? Yeah, it's like two just months. a little under two months. There's still some. Like, I so think much the can fucking change. Like, games. God forbid it happens, but by then, like, maybe like Andre. Vasilevsky gets hurt like shit like something like that can happen and that just completely changes one what a team's willing to do and two just what the market's going to be in a month like we don't know what the market's going to be in a month I can't wait for Mark Andre Fleury to win them a third cup in a row I can't wait <laughs> Don't see where it comes thought, out man. of long-term injured reserve what but like you what? said like you could get really creative if you're Kyle Davidson right now because obviously everyone always does the stupid hypothetical to Edmonton where you take Koskinen and retain half and then like basically get flurry for like no salary or whatever. Koskinen's been traded so many times the last few weeks. It's crazy. I know. It's, it's, he's, he's been around the league. It's awesome. But I, 
there's a world where you could half retain on Flurry. You could throw it like, at Dahan. Why don't you even think about getting a first round pick? Hmm? I said they're gonna have to retain. Oh yeah. Um, on ha- half on Mark Andre Flurry, if they even want to think about getting, a they're first gonna double retain. I promise you, if he ever went to Edmonton, which I don't think he will, I feel like Canada signed us no or no trade. But I, you'd have to retain, and I think you'd have to double retain, kind of like what we did with Leonard a couple years ago. Like, I don't think, but yeah. you bring up Canada. I don't think anyone's going to be wanting to go to Canada. Oh, they Toronto. saw what happened last year. And that's even like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't see it, but I, I like Minnesota. Like you said, I, uh, Colorado would hypothetically make sense, but they have no draft picks. So I don't want to trade with them. No, unless you're getting one of their pros, good prospects, but they're not going to want to. You're going to get Shane Bowers for the second time. Can't wait, man. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't um, mind that, but. Oh, I love Shane Bowers. I'm trying to think. Like, Washington's like, the... another good destination too. Like Vanacek and Sam's, they're okay, yeah, exactly. but they're not like can't carry the love. And that was just that would just, <laughs> and that would just be so funny if Flurry goes and plays in Washington with Ovechkin. Oh yeah, it's like full circle, and it would make sense. You could probably pull off a move, but the thing with Washington is, yeah, you can get a pick from them, but their prospect pool is just as weak as ours, so. You're picking from the bottom of the barrel at that point. It's if you're Kyle Davidson, like you said, you got to make a move that's going to improve this team. If you trade a piece like Flurry, because if not, I, you just do whatever makes him happy at this point. Because yeah, mm-hmm. this will be the. Uh, what if the Blackhawks have an offer for a first round pick, but Flurry does not want to be traded to that team? That that's just tough. That's tough. I was that's thinking about that. I'm like, if it's dude, on his no trade, there's nothing you can do. No. Yeah. But even if you're Davidson, like if you're making a trade with say Washington, Pittsburgh, or Minnesota, like look at a crappy contract that you can take back. Maybe that's not like forever, but maybe that has money this year and next year that okay, you're helping them out with maybe with cap, but you can get a good prospect or whatever and a first round pick or whatever. My yeah. company is so coming back if you trade to the cap. That's what I was oh thinking God. about because I was because I'm looking at all these cap friendly pages. I'm like, who has maybe a year or two on their on their cap and like decent money that's not going to kill them and michael kempney i think is that because he has this year i think and the next year or is he a they make us take like know. carl hagland yeah carl oh no, stop it man we get the carl hagland experience but again you team. gotta you gotta be open to anything if you want to get a good yeah, getting scored on your own net yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. my dark horse would be for flurry is uh florida Spencer Knight not working out. You want you want some uh, you know security. Who's your some... backup to Bob right now? Is is it still Knight or is he in the AHL? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Florida. But whoever it is, it's not a it's not a flurry. So I almost wonder if I he he'd be fantastic security to have in that. Uh, but yeah, but Brock, I think you should go to the Leafs. <laughs> the Leafs isn't bad either, but Canada. No, I think so. I can't. They're fine. <laughs> because the thing about the Leafs is they were interested in Kemper in the offseason. They still had Campbell at the time, but I guess Campbell has just been so good this year that they, they're they not really interested in maybe trying another first-round pick for Fleury, who probably yeah. doesn't even want to go there anyways because Canada. Hey, <laughs> does not want to go up no, to Canada. The Great Kingdom of Canada. The Great North. Have you been watching <laughs> South Park? No, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? Yeah. South Park. Who? I only know my family, man. Arrested Development. Uh, no. I would no, dude. Uh, come on now. I still need to check that out. 
Come on, Jimmy. Anyways. Um, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury is definitely the most intriguing trade chip they have because one is he will even want to move in the first place, and if he does, he could probably get the Blackhawks like the most out of any trading chip they have. I think Calvin DeHaan, they're gonna be they're gonna be able to move him because that's a third. Hey, Calvin guy. DeHaan, who had a breakaway last night. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't get he's it He's so getting us a second, like Andy Green got the Islanders a second. Like he's been playing so well the last two months. Just like he's a, at bare minimum, you're getting a third for DeHaan. Like, oh, I think it's a bare minimum second. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's been fantastic. David and hockey, Savard. dude, you know, you know, GMs are gonna love him. Too. David Savard, like, come on. Oh my God, who's gonna be the Calvin DeHaan can't get it first. <laughs> so you set the list of um, you set the list of people who want Ben Sherratt. Whoever the first team is to lose out, and Sherratt's gonna gone. Oh, we can always oh, Toronto because he's going to Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> we're getting David Camp back. Remember when Toronto off. fans, when Toronto fans got him instead of uh, whatever guy that they obsessed over for the offseason, they all lost their Was it shit. Suter? Mm, I think it might have been. I it might have been. We, we got the we got a Blackhawk, but they're all. I remember uh, Adam Wild posting his Jay Fresh, and he's like, "Uh, should I be worried?" And they're everyone was freaking out. Now he's been like a fucking renaissance of a fourth line center because. Like systems Black look Hawk like numbers. Mm-hmm. Every Blackhawk fan was like, what did he do? He played against the top line every night. What is he doing right mm-hmm. now? Playing against the top line every night. <laughs> and scoring and game when it was against the Blackhawks. Best buddy, Kasha. They're all best buddies. <laughs> little check buddy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, I like that story. Everything's and, a cute little story. Ryan Carpenter... <laughs> But what about Nick Felino coming back home to do nothing? I already got a Nick that doesn't do anything. They're fine. Did you see okay. that Nick Felino only has like one goal since the 2020 Boston? <laughs> and Boston has him like this year and the next year at like almost four million. Oh, his back's fucked up. <laughs> There's just no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the Rangers have interest in Ryan Carpenter as well. And if you can get <laughs> anything for him, just just. Give me a fifth. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, give me a fifth. Give me a fifth. Give me a crappy prospect. I don't care. That's I like, prefer a pick. Because this draft, you can, there are so many. Steven. Yeah, no, no, dude, that's my new hairdo. I just got a, I just got a, a little tail Looking stick on the sick. back, you know? Like a side pony, but better. Yeah. <laughs> I got hair implants like uh, Tobias, Jimmy. <laughs> At least your uncle T-Bag hanging. <laughs> oh my god! And I kind of want to get. I want to kind of get to what happened last week because I because Frank Cervalli said what he said. Like Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane, and Seth Jones are uh, untouchables, which is a euphemism for untreatable. Frank Cervelli yeah. can just kiss my ass for putting me through the ringer and all Blackhawks fans into hysterics. For almost for a good twelve something hours. Not only that, player, 
other fans of other teams being like, oh, let's, I was let's, just start from. let's trade Nilsson Brocco on a second for him. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, I was overreacting to that for like two oh, seconds. I was too. I think then Wally played the clip really. and I was like, he's clickbaiting so fucking hard right now. Like it's mm-hmm. it, the writing. Like I can't even be mad at a good clickbait. Like that's just the way the world is right now. That's how you get views. You clickbait. And that's yeah, but I don't like it. Did. So he knew the sound so bite. If he just drops the Brinkett's name, he could have said, "Hey, Cooper, <clears throat> Strom, all these guys." No, he said Cat because he knew that was going to get the most noise. He knew what was going to make the most noise. It's the same thing as Friedman saying uh, they're going to only trade Cat and Doc or some shit. Like when we were trying to get Dr- Jones, like when they were yeah. saying they were going to trade both of them. It's just smoke and mirrors to try to get clicks. And in, like yeah. like Pierce said, until I hear it from Powers, until I hear it from Laz, until I hear it from any one of those guys. I, yeah, who are in the And it's not the shit on Cervella because this no. is the same guy who Fantastic like, guys. who like called who like basically like, uncovered the whole Seattle team. Like I just I definitely overreact. Well, overreact he's playing like, the game. He's playing the game. There needs to yeah, be, let him be. There, there was just lacking context to it. And and I think everyone saw like, oh, they're listening on in on everyone. Oh, that must be they're shopping them. That doesn't necessarily equal. So I think literally all he has to do is add the part where it's going to take a lot for them to trade him. But he didn't add that part because he knew it was clickbait, and that's fine. I respect that. Listen, listen. but you have to respect the consequences that come, which is literally freeze dunking on you in twelve he's, hours. He's so. fine, but also fuck him because uh, I had to have idiots in my mentions for a night, and I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. I need to my mentions every night, bro. It's called the Hawks losing their division rivals. It's really, <laughs> it's honestly one of the funniest things I've come across. Just the amount of little brother fan bases that are in our division. It, like, yeah, it's it's incredible. We the Hawks shit on them for what uh, a almost a decade, almost a decade, and now Jimmy, and the effects are about, still there. All I could think about is Minnesota <laughs> Minnesota fans when they finally see their team play in the conference final, and I'm like, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> I got like abs fans that I mentioned <laughs> dropping like deep fried memes. Like I feel like I just got tw- put in a teleporter back to 2018. Like oh like, I know man oh man this league's hilarious. And then I got people like why are you taking this so seriously? I'm like I'm not. I'm just gonna call out a really pathetic troll attempt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really weak fan base. Yeah, there, there's such a you're, you nailed it when you said little it's, brother. It, it's funny. It's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's so fun, funny. dude. It's like it, yeah, it, it's it's entertaining. It's good. Uh, was it? They act damn like good television. Give a shit. Like we know the team stinks. Like you're. you're I hate the people you, that are like your team didn't. Uh, like your team covered up sexual assault. Do you think I wanted that to happen? Like do you think yeah. I was <laughs> did? I did. I, 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 I like like yeah. That was my doing for uh, covering that shit for a decade. Like grow the fuck up, guys. Jesus Christ. Like yeah, I'm kind of tired oh of God. sexual assault being weaponized as a chirp. For sports, yeah, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that. That's that shouldn't be what this gets resorted to. But chirping, it is because people are shameless. So chirping Houston fine. Astros fans about cheating because like something so just stupid. Yeah, like the I, I've I've seen comparisons to that. It, the, oh, it's you know like was it a fucking Houston Astros fan about. that was making that comparison? Oh, I've just seen it in time over the summer, and it just stuck in my head that the idea that people could compare those two things. Uh, it's ridiculous. No, like I'm sorry, the Houston Astros cheated in baseball. <laughs> cheated, cheated in a sport. Nobody gives a shit. That's not ruining somebody's entire, you know, like livelihood. 
fuck off. laughing with like Minnesota and stuff because it's like I'll let them get their punches in now because like they'll lose in the first round this year and then they'll have like thirteen million dead cap. And Minnesota so. fans <laughs> bringing uh, oh, that up like uh, Bill Guerin isn't their GM and was part. Of it. <laughs> exactly. Like, God, you guys are so whatever. Anyways. It's all right. It's it's only bad. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, guys, it's only bad unless my team does it. Then I'm bad if my guy. What was it? Anyways. There was that uh, that Lazarus tweet yesterday about Biden. I'm oh, so glad up. that we have an honest oh, president. <laughs> and I just, I replied, I'm like, uh, and then someone replied to me, and they're like, they put in quotes, they're like, it's just cool when my team, <laughs> when my team does it, it's awesome. Because <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Man. I forgot about it, and I hate that you Sports mentality is so much. What a, what a <laughs> incredibly stupid thing that we all take part in. Can we all just talk about a collective laugh now and talk about how bad the Philadelphia Flyers are real quick? No. <laughs> Nick Sealer! Nicholas Sealer! On the Our fourth favorite. line! Our favorite. Oh, man. Uh, Rob Skidari-esque, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? No, listen. Well, he one might even say Sheldon Brookbank. Or, Listen, uh, at least Rob Scuderi had a good long time in his career. Pierce, I love your ponytail. Rob Scuderi was a great defenseman for a long time. He was a great defenseman for a long time. Real solid. I'll, 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 uh, I'll never forget um, in 2016 when the Hawks swapped in for Airhoff, and then someone said, wow, this is the best trade of 2011. So yeah. far <laughs> in the season. <laughs> I remember when Christian Airhoff, once upon a time, was making was signed a ten fat money yeah. with those sabers, sure, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure one year, like not cap hip wise, <laughs> but just like actual dollars, he made like the most money back in like 2011, 12. What? He made the most money. Yeah, well, he did have a yeah. hell of a he had like a heater of a season that year, didn't he? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he was with the Canucks and they that was he, when they went. He to was. The final. He went to the finals with them. Yeah, I think in the yeah I think the regular in the playoffs, I think he had a pretty like. I'm looking this up There's for the sake of knowing this. That, that Vancouver Blue Line had like 15 defensemen play or whatever it was. I was going to say, yeah, there's no way he played like throughout that series. Yeah, there's no way. I look up Christian Airhop and his last picture is the black. Speaking of teams that couldn't Legend. finish in the Stanley Cup final, the Flyers epic stink. I'm sorry. I need to talk about that. Go like, ahead. This is Go crazy. Because everyone shits on the Blackhawks for making all those offseason moves and sucking, but the Flyers are doing that and then some, and no one's talking about it. Like, it's to be talked about it's so fucking funny. Like, I'm sorry, Jay it's Horchak, hilarious. Better in Columbus. Fucking <laughs> Rasmus was the line, and I think got a second goal of the season a couple nights ago. Like, the whole team is shrieky except for freaking Giroux. Like, even Sean Couturier is shrieky right now, which is crazy. Get caught Giroux yeah. out of there and get him down. Seriously, bro. Ivan Provorov. Go, go to Minnesota. Go to Minnesota. Please, for Giroux. Seasons. Um, and then, what else is new? They can't stop Parks. So. Ivan Provorov is having his little Seth Jones, uh, you know, little phase. Where oh, he, he is, 100%. Yeah. Like, his analytics he, have been dog Up 10 pick. He can, he can be better. He can be better. Yeah. So when does John Klingberg get traded to Philly? Mm. And also, like, I get they've mm. had problems in Philly. Like Ryan Ellis has been hurt all year. That does suck because he was supposed to be. Uh, I forgot. Like that's a big loss. That but you can't be one out. player. You can't, can't be, be one, one player. player that shouldn't kill their whole team. season. They've not only have they lost twelve in a row. This is the second time this season that they've lost ten in a row. Twelve. It's twelve now. Yeah, it's twelve. Jeez. I'm pretty Dude, sure it's winless because way. technically they lost an overtime yeah, game, but I don't care. It's they still haven't lost, won a game. They're, they're still lost. And you lost game. the hockey game. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Remember last year where Buffalo like lost? I think 
actually lost like close to 20 games in a row but it's like oh they've only actually lost three in a row because they lost I overtime can't. the no. other day no <laughs> you're beyond <laughs> beyond mental gymnastics like, my god maybe no 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 but um yeah it's just not good in philly right now and i and i feel like it doesn't get talked enough just like yo baby poor asset management by that's another Chuck thing. Fletcher, they right? fired Alain Vigneault and then put Mike Yo behind the bench. And like, yeah, they all knew they were going to put Mike Yo behind the bench. Also, like as soon as Mike Yo gets hired, you know he's going behind the bench for like two weeks. So what's crazy is when he gets fired, they're going to win the cup. And that's what happened to the Blues. So. <laughs> no, he's literally not. Mike Yo is the placeholder. He is your Stanley Cup placeholder. Yeah, God, he was. He coached the Wild coach. for so long, man. I don't know how he did that. The Blackhawks all those years. He's the most Minnesota Wild coach ever. Because he's such just, just no, just flat mediocrity. Just gone. That's all I have. He's just there. But like, yeah. But the, the other one that doesn't get talked about with the Flyers is that like Stevie's interested in this one too. Freaking Shane Gossespierre getting traded for nothing. <laughs> yep. They gave them assets to take Shane Gossespierre. They take Gossespierre. Shocker. You put him in a position to get points. He gets points as an offensive defenseman. Shane Gossespierre is a solid, solid defenseman. Concept. Shane Gossespierre is a solid defenseman. He's not. He's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah, he's just but, not what they want. The Flyers them to be. thought he was useless because they needed the cap space for Rasmus Ristolainen. Like, I'm sorry, who is going to look in the mirror in that organization and say I fucked up? Because I don't think anyone will. Mm-hmm. No one will. Because it's like the Habs are doing right now. For anything ever. Yeah, they'll just fire the next guy. Who cares? Like, who are the owners? Who are the, who are the Flyers owners again? Like, uh. That's no, it's not Ed Snyder because I think he passed away, but it's, it, it mm-hmm. has to be like mm-hmm. within the family or something. Well, yeah, whoever the owner is, like, they're not going to learn until they start not selling tickets. And from what it looks like right now, they're not selling tickets. So, Good. We'll you got to feel for Flyers fans, man. I mean, some of the most passionate ones in the league, and this is what you get. Dude, and they got so much talent in that roster. That's the problem. Exactly. Like that, if that Travis Konechny is being wasted. Completely Bro, wasted. That roster, if that roster didn't have Both therapy, did, I feel like people wouldn't care. Like the, James Van Riemsdyk and Kevin Hayes are afterthoughts. Granted, Kevin Hayes has been hurt most of the year, but like, yeah, the fact that you have those guys who each can probably pot twenty in their sleep, like, it's, but they're on this team. What's not so. clicking? Like, what is not clicking? And I really hope it doesn't lead to them trading the wrong assets because, like. God, like, who do you keep at this point? I mean, you keep Couturier, you keep Farabee. Yeah. You keep Konechny, because I don't think you can move that guy. He's still young. He's still, you could, I feel like they could definitely the move him, like, right? All the guys yeah. are mid-20s. This is the time oh, when you think you have your team. And now it's starting to look like they rush Carter Hart, because, like, I'm sorry, his confidence is in the toilet. Like. They should go get a new start in Chicago. Yeah, totally. We'll trade him. I like your thinking. Trade him in his third year, please. Please do uh, yeah, fuck. You, you mentioned Faraby. Uh, who do you hold on to? Faraby, Konechny, um, <laughs> Turia, of course. Yeah, they still obviously Cam York is still there. Do they? Do you think they should hold on to Provorov? Because I feel it's the right time to get him out of there. Yeah, uh, uh, if you can uh, get him, you can get a haul. You can. Him. You do it. Even yeah. if he's struggling, come on. Like we know, look what happened with Jones. Look what happened with Jones. Yeah, come on. After and two two terrible years. On a good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, fucking OEL pertain got a first. Like, you can trade and, Provorov and get a first round pick. Granted, it's, it's Jim Benning. There's definitely yeah, there are takers. There are going to be takers. Picks last year at the draft. I'm pretty sure you could probably do the same with Provorov. Easily. Yep. Easily. I, Easily. 
Which is funny because Philadelphia also traded a top 15 pick for Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, you guys saw that. Wait, wait hold up. Pause, pause. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I heard about just, it. Like, shitting on all the trades they made and how Hextall was not making the right picks and, like, walked up to the podium to take Patrick even though McCarr went next. No, and, like, that's revision. I think we talked about this. Oh, it's revisionist history. history. I know. But when your front office has had that much turmoil with developing your prospects over the last five years, like, no wonder your team's fucking, like, stagnant the way it is. Like, I can't think – the last prospect that came out of that system and was good was Joe Farabee, and I feel like that's just because Joe Farabee came out of one of the most stacked fucking U.S. Or development programs ever. Like, yeah. no shit. He's playing with Hughes and Zegers and all of them. Like, of course he's going to be good. Like, uh, I, don't yeah, know. Usually I just feel like I feel like there needs to be more finger pointing with the Flyers, and no one wants to point the fingers right now. So, mm-hmm. I just want to say I saw this coming all the way back in October. Oh yeah, you <laughs> picked them to not make the playoffs. I remember. Yeah, that's the and, one prediction that I made like before the season. That's aged actually aged well. Yep, and you're right, hundred percent. Because I'm like, it's just I don't really know what the Flyers are. I look at them. Okay, this is a team that could probably make the playoffs. Our team, we're our team. team. And yeah, there's no idea. The thing with the Flyers, it's like they miss one year, then they make it to like the second round the next year. And I'm pretty sure they missed last year. And it's like, okay, maybe they make it this year. And I'm like, I don't know about that. There's so many question marks, and all that's really come true. Like Carter Hart hasn't like again like. He hasn't done himself any favors, but he's not getting any help. There's no defensive help in front of him. Like it's just they're not. They're not. Who could have guessed that an Elaine Vigneault coach team would peter out after? His yeah, first that's two a, that's seasons. another. What a shocker! Yeah. What a shocker! Like we had, like we didn't literally see this happen with the New York Rangers a few years before. This was pretty obvious. Oh my god! Like I, I think I brought this up before. It's the picture of the the guy where it's like this this guy doesn't have a job or whatever, and it's like Alan Vino if he didn't have Henrik Lundqvist or Roberto Luongo for like his whole career. Honestly, man, honestly, it's it's freaking insane. It's actually insane. Oh my gosh! Like Alain Vino had one of the most stacked rosters around him. Oh shit, he was gonna win games in New York. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done talking about the Flyers. They're a joke. They make me mad. Yeah. Too much talent on that roster to be mad. Or to you make be me mad. mad. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts. That's my two cents. That's my two cents on the matter. I didn't even give you a third. <laughs> oh, inflation's gone up. That's going to be 3.8. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Biden. Would you? What? 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 I don't even want. I don't even want. Yeah. Oh, don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Um, the Oilers finally won a game. They did? I'm not going to lie. They, they beat the crappy Flames now all of a sudden. Even though the Flames just... Hey, Gav, you want to know who got game. the win as the goalie? The yeah. You want to know who got the game-winning Ooh. goal? Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl. You know what, Smitty? Why are you so pissy about the Flyers? No. <laughs> <laughs> same, reason, same reason Leon's pissy about the Oilers. That's why. <laughs> Oh, the team's fucking I, miserable. Miserable. God, I wish Madison had the fucking cojones to go up the dry saddle after the win and be like, see what happens if you don't play pissy? <laughs> like, just double down, Jim. Come on. You, you why is there why? Maybe, I hope dry saddle brings it back. I hope dry saddle asks him why he's so pissy all the time. Oh, I thought you meant bring it back, like, in the season. I was like, he needs to make it points. What does he need to bring back? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I, I, I get what you mean. <laughs> I feel like what a back, Leon. You got to get back on the horse. 
I feel like the subject was debated mostly last week because that's when it happened, but that one angle I still don't get, why is there a Hall of Fame for hockey writers? <laughs> why? Why is there a need for that? Hockey Hall of because Fame writer Jim Matheson. He was able to Listen, put out his thousand page. He, he covered page. the 1980s Edmonton Oilers. That makes him a good and you did it. His... And Pierce, guess what? You fucking didn't. And that's why you're not in the Hockey Hall of Fame. No, did you right. cover the Oilers? No, didn't think so. His I hope is the Hall just... of Fame covering the Blackhawks. Ooh. Like, Whatever. Yeah. I do what I want. I can't stand that the, the hockey writers hall of fame is literally just a fucking media just saying we need to pat our backs real quick. Yeah. Like, we need to pat our backs for doing our jobs. Let's just like they can't get all the credit. My, this is us too. My thing is Leon Dreisaitl has done everything for that team. That's Sam and Connor McDavid the past seven or eight years. And this this media never asked Ken Holland, why'd you make those trades or anything? No, it's we gotta ask the best player, why is he so pissy instead of going up to Ken Holland and saying, hey, <laughs> yeah, why would you? We gotta ask the best player what he's not doing good enough, even though he's leading the league at scoring. Let's not ask the respected hockey men GM who hasn't done a goddamn thing notable in the last 20 years, except somehow luck his way into a job with McDavid. Like, <sighs> Literally, I mean, that with that suit helps. No, we, we talked about earlier with, like, the Canucks hirings. The resume speaks for themselves. When is Ken's, Ken Holland's resume going to speak for itself, saying that he doesn't know what he's doing anymore? It's like, like Vigneault. If he didn't if he didn't have Luongo or Henry Unemployed man of the year. He would be unemployed. And unemployed man of the year. If he didn't, not, if he didn't look into having Nick Lidstrom, Henrik Zetterberg, Pavel Dutch, and that great team, and then McDavid and Jordan Limited, he would not have a job. Max. No, Pierce, and you know what's crazy? He's going to keep his job because here's what's going to happen. They're going to fire Dave Tippett, they're going to bring on Mike Babcock, and they're going to sign Evander Kane. Yeah! And guess what? They're going to win. They're going to go on like a three-game win streak, and they're going to win. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so much. I hate that woke media. What are you doing on this? God, bro. I like Pierce. You hear it more than us because you live there. Like, I can't imagine the Oilers fans. Like, it's not even that they're over it at this point. It's like apathy. It's like fuck. We're used. That's to gonna be miserable. Point. That's gotta be absolutely miserable. Then, uh, yeah. Tell us how is that? How is it with Oilers fans down there? Up there. Sorry. Up down there. <laughs> Up down there. Yes. Somewhere not, around there. Not. Not good. Not good. Uh, okay, I think that, that, that speaks enough. Yeah, I, I can only imagine Ouch. Oilers fans or how like Bears fans are here. So y- yeah, man. Like, yeah, because Trubisky and McDavid, it's the same loyal. thing. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, even Trubisky, and even Pierce, yeah, even Pierce gets that. <laughs> oh, come on, man, dude. I'm in the I'm in the Blackhawks chat. Every like, uh, know Pierce knows what's going on with the Bears yeah. every now. And then. Yeah, <laughs> he knows how bad Mitch was. How everyone defends him every day. I watched. I watched yeah. the games over the weekend. Those are pretty. Those that was. Those were fucking crazy. Pierce, that, that was one of the best games of all time. That was peaceful. Oh, that Bills Chiefs game. Oh <laughs> god. Did you watch it, Pierce? Dro- oh yeah, I watched it on break. I'm like, I watched Dude, the last I didn't. Minute, the drop. I missed the. Uh, I missed the last minute. My brother was watching it. There's a minute left, and he goes, "Oh, this touchdowns. is over." I missed two touchdowns and a field goal, to be exact. Oh. I went downstairs. 
cleaned off my desk. My brother comes out. He says, oh, hey, it's tied. They're going to overtime. What's the snapshot uh, of the uh, Packers fans standing in the arena and, like, all the che- the fans are cheering? It's like, yes. there's still a minute left to go or whatever. Someone did that at the Bucks right. game uh, when Stafford came down and won, like, 10 seconds left. He was like, they gave Stafford 44 seconds. <laughs> no, I love that. They gave him, they gave him a minute. <laughs> they gave him 45 right. seconds. Yeah, but they gave Mahomes 13 seconds and he got the job done. Like, that's just, like, all-time terrible play calling by the coach of Buffalo and just, like, masterclass by Andy Reid. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know what's great, Pierce? That's how a sport should look. But, no, we have hockey, which is literally... You know I'm thinking about becoming Canada a Bengals fan. Yes, Pierce. Join the... Joe Shiesty, baby. Joe Shiesty. Oh, no, that is. Woo! <laughs> I don't even know who that is. But you know what? I like him. But he's a good I don't even know who you are. I only know Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow? That's he, Joe he, he's on that team, right? I'm, 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 yeah, that's, that's Joe Shiesty. That's Joe was, Shiesty. I thought it was Tom Brady. Yo, Antonio Brown. I thought he was on that team. Stop. Stop. You know. <laughs> Bucks losing and then Antonio Brown trolling. <laughs> yes. Nothing beats that. Oh my gosh. I love how we went from the Oilers to this. Because this is fun. I mean, going I from the Oilers to the Bears. There's so much drama. I love oh, yeah. football. I really need to watch more because it's such a spectacle. It's so much fun. It's like, we need to start talking about the NFL that, then. That's make the make Pierce a Bears fan. Make Pierce a Bears oh, fan. God. I won't. Put him through the ring. I won't do that to him. Here's the Bengals fan. Yeah. In terms of intensity, like football can do it like no one else sometimes. Mm-hmm. And every game was a different form of intensity, which is nice because like usually it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna get a blowout here and there, and you get one good game. It's like no, you had an all-time upset in the snow where they didn't even get an offensive touchdown, and you had the game where Joe Burrow got stacked nine times and somehow won the game still because Ryan Tannehill threw a boneheaded pick with 20 seconds left. Then you got the oh, yeah. Bucks game where Brady came back down like 27 to 3, tied the game just for Stafford to fucking go down the field and beat him. And then you had probably the greatest football game I've seen in the last 15 years with the, the Bills Chiefs game. Like that is Crazy, just man. that is two teams that are so evenly matched and so well coached and so well quarterbacked, just going blow for blow with each other. And like I remember texting like my friend Akeem. I remember texting him in like the second quarter. I'm like, this game is so good, and it's gonna come down to whoever touched the ball last. And it's like just and it did. the way it is. And, and it, it did. did. And it did. Like it, it was well, we should just stop watching hockey. Well, me, we I should just stop watching hockey month. and just start watching football. Here, seriously, be a Bengals fan. Just be a Bengals fan. Gonna, Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> Better than being a Hawks fan. Definitely. Low bar, but yeah. Actually, what am I talking about? Now it's now it's fun. Now it's fun. Being a Bengals fan before like a week ago was a bit, they did a little a bit win for almost forty years before that, bro. But yeah. This is the time period. This is the time to start watching the Bengals. This is the time to start watching the Bengals. The NFL's just like they're in good hands for the next like decade. Because like it's like a changing of the guard because you had like Brady and Breeze and all these guys and they're all retiring. Oh, we haven't even talked about it. Aaron Rodgers lost. Oh fucking right! <laughs> Aaron Rodgers lost. Me at my wife's wedding. Me at the I was, Packers downfall, bro. In the I smile. I was again. At the I bar don't know much about football, day. but I'm so happy that Pierce. All you need lost. to know yeah. is these Packer fans are taking an unholy level of copium right now. It's insane. <laughs> it is insane. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler in a few months. For, dude, Aaron Rodgers didn't even make it out of the post game pressure without saying, "I don't want to be here for a rebuild." 
He literally was just like, fuck you guys. I'm He's calling the cross. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah. And cancel culture. They're, they're like 60 mil over the cap. Like, they're fucked. Mm. Like, Rebuilds it's not, are for like, woke it's people. not like the lightning where you could be like 20 mil over the cap and Vanessa. You can't really do that in the NFL. No. <laughs> should. It's also the NFL where you can literally just cut players on the fly, too. So, NFL is just fucking crazy. That's why I never go against anyone getting their money because it's like. They could literally cut you tomorrow if they wanted to. Yeah, they don't have insured contracts, do they? Nope. No. Or they do not. Which is why I always laugh that somehow Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed contract in Minnesota. That dude got $84 million guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Kirk Cousins, baby. Insane. Like, his agent agent needs... Fuck a a, a media hall of fame. I need an agent hall of fame. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, that's insane. Same with like right every agent of a defenseman in the NHL this offseason. Right next right next to Mitch Marner's agent, in my all opinion. Four heads on Mount Rushmore. And then uh Darren David Ferris, Darren Ferris or whatever the fuck his name mm-hmm. is, he's on the bottom crying. <laughs> no 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 no. He's up there with Mitch Marner money at the bottom with Andreas Athens to see you. I love it. In two seconds. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's. All I, I think that's say. about that's about her. That's about it. That's about it. I think we can wrap this up. It was nice to talk cocky, the ugly and good side of it. But it was also nice to talk football, even though I don't really know anything about it. But go Bengals. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Next. The five, we'll the five about it minutes after the conference championship. Yeah. Five minutes so of football like, was so this is much like, more enjoyable what, what than any of that hockey culture talk. So for the like for football right now, this is like basically what the conference finals is like mm-hmm. in the NHL. So it's like the final yeah. four, right? Final four, yeah. Yes. Who, so, who is it's it? The it's, Frozen Four, baby. We got Bengals, Chiefs, which is going to be awesome because I already played That's like a month gross. ago and it was really good. And it's crazy. Both of these teams played a month ago. So like, and then the Chiefs and the the 49ers and the Rams play for the third time. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the craziest thing is like the Rams have been super good under Sean McVay all this time. But Kyle Shanahan is like 6-0 and against them under Sean, or like in the last six meetings. And the Niners have owned them and like held their offense to below like 20 points every time. So it's going to be a chess match. Mm. I I'm very and the games are on Sunday, right? Or mm-hmm. Saturday? Okay, I'm on yeah. Sunday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Sunday, like game. three o'clock. Well, for you, it'd be like one o'clock and four o'clock. So I got Sunday off too. You oh, know yeah. what? We should FaceTime the during the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm gonna get to watch the Joe Burrow Patrick Mahomes masterclass. Oh my dear God, that's gonna be it's gonna be oh, so man. good. Patrick it's gonna Mahomes be so fun. Playing like it was Michael Vick last week. He was insane. Yeah, he's beating motherfuckers up. All right, Schmitty, I believe you have, like, class. class. I need to get sleep. <laughs> and, Jimmy, you probably got, what, a movie to watch or Arrested Development? You're so Arrested funny. Development. Or Daredevil. You're hilarious. Or You're very Dead. funny, Pierce. You know what? Yeah, I, yeah Schmitty put me on to Daredevil and Walking Dead in the same night, which is kind of like giving somebody two of the hardest drugs you could at the same time. But, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta find out how to get through listen. both of those men. Oh, I have had a list, but the list like he he started me off though, so he he got me going. He lit the match, so gotta burn through it soon enough. All right, alrighty. So, gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, yeah, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know what else to say, but I'm, I'm running mm. off because I'm so exhausted. So, um, to anyone who's listening, the one person who's listening, hi Julia. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, Julia and Wally, the only people that listen. Yeah, that's um, okay. Yeah, p- p-
please give us a five star rating. I'm I'm desperate on, on whether it's on Spotify or Apple. Podcasts. Speak for you, man. He speaks. We'll give you a firm handshake if you do. <laughs> and maybe a hug. Are you gonna do a cameo for them? Are you gonna a do ca- a cameo? Oh yeah. Nineteen dollar Fortnite card. Make, maybe Ooh, I can once? throw in a Travis Scott McNuggle. Haha, imposter. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Peace out, y'all.